The Shooters Podcast has reloaded and is back on the air. Sharing shooting information, facts, and opinions of the shooting sports, the shooting industry, and shooting news. I'm your host. My name is Rick. Welcome to the Shooters Podcast. Well, I'm actually talking uh, while on the road again to another appointment. So you'll hear a little background noise as I'm cruising along the highway. Lately, I've been able to do my recording in a fairly quiet room in the house, sitting at one of my desks. However, uh, today I have a few things on my plate, and I thought, you know, while I had this uh, topic in mind, I'm just going to go ahead and discuss it while I'm driving, which is what I used to do for years uh, previously. So, firearm safety. You'll hear sometimes they uh, refer to common sense gun laws. Now they're talking about gun safety legislation. They're trying to get away a little bit from the terms of gun violence and move towards gun safety because, of course, everybody's for safety. Uh, How they interpret that safety is... uh, that's a whole different discussion some people think safety is how to properly handle and safely handle a firearm some think safety is charging a $200 tax for every semi-automatic rifle you might own or for every handgun you own of course it's much safer if you've paid a tax on it so it all depends on who you're having the discussion with and what their agenda is Personally, my only agenda is to see that people have good, solid information on how to be safe and successful with uh, guns in the shooting sports. That's pretty much it. Um, Sometimes someone will come out to one of the shoots I'm holding, um, and at one end of the uh, range, they'll see some of the targets are only about 25 feet out. And they'll say, how come those are so close? And I say, well, if you've noticed, the kids that are shooting at those targets are about six or seven years old. The first thing we want to show them is success. Because nobody's having fun if all they're doing is missing the targets that are set out at 50 feet or 50 yards. So you move those targets in closer. And they can hit those targets. They have success. And they have a good time. So, hitting a bullseye at 25 feet, you use the same principles as hitting a target at 50 yards. However, the chances of uh, you know a beginning shooter being able to hit those uh, close targets is a lot better. That, with some good, solid coaching, and they get success, they feel like they've had a good time, and they'll come back. Uh, You take someone who's said, well, this is the way we're shooting today. We're all shooting at these four-inch targets at 100 yards, you know, so keep trying to hit it. And you burn through all your ammo, and you can't even hit the thing once, or you hit it once out of 100 rounds. You know, you're going to go, you know what, this is not for me. I'm no good at this. So um, success is what I like to uh, include early on to make sure they keep coming back. At one time, uh, some of the expenses grew in my program, and someone said, well, 
how come, you know, how come that's so expensive? I said, well, the cost of ammo practically doubled in the last year, so those expenses went up. And they said, well, why don't we start charging the kids for ammo? I said, one thing is, you got somebody who brings their three kids out to a program where everything is free, the use of the firearms, the instruction, and the ammunition. But now they've got to pay 10 or $20, or however much somebody decides to charge for the ammo, and somebody's going to decide, well, maybe which kid can be left home, or maybe this week or this month I can only afford to bring one kid out. And those aren't decisions I want to see having to be made when uh, you've got an organization that's willing to sponsor uh, a program that literally pays for all the ammunition, and that's what keeps people coming back. It's something they can do with their kids. They can learn something very useful, very important, and have a lot of fun, and it's free. So they come out. You start charging for it, and now it's becoming it's becoming a you know a sixty or eighty dollar uh, uh, afternoon or morning event. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna eliminate a lot of people, and that's not good. I remember taking my nephew to an indoor shooting range years ago, and we just wanted to shoot some uh, forty five and some thirty eight, and before we were done, we spent a hundred dollars in an hour shooting only their ammo they wouldn't allow you to bring in your own at this particular one and um you know at the time i could afford that could i afford to do that with three kids at the same time going to an uh, to a location no so i think that availability of training and the availability of the experience and the practice is huge when it comes to things uh, that require skill and uh, muscle memory and you know actually physically being uh, active with the uh, with the activity so you're not going to learn to water ski playing a video game you're going to need to be out behind a boat and you're going to need to be you know hanging on the line to to stay up so those are the things shooting is no different you need to learn it um, by doing and I know the one program that I teach in a lot with 4-H, that is their motto of the entire program is learn by doing. So safety is one of those things where you learn it in the beginning and you practice it at every encounter with that activity and it becomes second nature, it becomes habit. And also another important thing is you learn to recognize it when somebody is not being safe. So the three basic rules of firearm safety, always keep your firearm pointed in a safe direction. Always keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot. Always keep your firearm unloaded until you're ready to shoot. If you obey those three rules, you will never have an incident where you have an accidental discharge or, as some people say, a negligent discharge because you were negligent in following those rules and a gun went off when you did not expect it. Those are the three rules you need to follow. And then I always hear people say, and I've never taught a course where someone didn't bring it up, where they said, well, you should, quote, always treat every gun as if it's loaded, end quote. Said, that's a nice concept. However, there's a serious flaw there. 
and some no one really wants to discuss that flaw because it kind of takes away from the basic rule well if you treat every gun as if it's loaded you won't you won't have any problems however and I've noticed this in 50 years of experience as soon as you are positive that that gun is unloaded people treat it differently you put two guns side by side and they know that the one on the right is possibly loaded they're gonna be very careful with it but they're positive the gun on the left is unloaded they checked it a while ago and it was unloaded they're gonna treat that gun differently should they no they should not they should treat them all the same however human nature says when you're absolutely sure of something then that's going to affect how you treat something and it, it can be you know done the same with any any subject anything that might have a danger to it when you know that that uh, power tool is unplugged you might put it somewhere where um, it wouldn't be as safe if it was plugged in and those types of things if you if you're sure that something is safe you'll treat it with less respect and less caution than if you're not sure if it's safe that's just human nature and the way you can kind of prove this uh, my my own personal theory because that's exactly what it is my opinion my theory it's my podcast is almost every time anybody has ever been accidentally or negligently okay we're gonna use the word accident so don't blast me on emails and everything with uh, oh it's their negligent dis discharges yes I'm aware negligence is involved every time that there's a gun accident however we're gonna call it an accident the person who had the gun and it went off when they certainly did not expect it every single time they have said I thought the gun was unloaded or I didn't know the gun was loaded so right there you have the that proves the fact that if you think that gun is unloaded you won't handle it as safely as if you're not sure or you know that it is loaded so when that gun goes off they go oh my gosh you know they put their finger on the trigger that's one rule that was broken the gun was unloaded when it shouldn't have been that's another rule that was um, broken and the gun was not pointed in a safe direction so literally to have an accidental discharge you have to break all three rules and if you're treating every gun as if it's loaded you're breaking all three rules to have an accidental discharge so that's my uh, philosophy on that and I always teach keep your finger off the trigger till you're ready to shoot keep it pointed in a safe direction till you're ready to shoot and keep it unloaded until you're ready to shoot you follow those three rules and you'll be safe the other thing to consider is some people say well my kids really don't need to know that gun safety stuff because I don't have any guns we don't have guns in our house and that's your choice I can honestly say we have guns in our house and there isn't a person who lives in our house who does not know how to safely operate those guns some are very much into shooting 
And not every family member is into shooting, but every family member knows gun safety. So it's important because when you look at all the statistics and all the incidents where anybody was ever shot accidentally, the person who was shot was almost always the person standing next to the person who was handling the gun unsafely. So your kid may not ever handle the gun, but if they don't know how to recognize when someone else is handling a gun in an unsafe manner, they won't know that it's time to get away from that person. And that's the key thing, is if they go over to Johnny's house and Johnny happens to find a gun that was in an unsecured drawer or closet, and he starts uh, pointing it around at people and going, whoa, look at this, this is cool, uh, I never found this one before, or whatever. Little Timmy that you sent over there to play, because it's a safe house, they have no guns, he doesn't understand, he doesn't say, well, shoot, this is crazy, because, you know, little Johnny is uh, not being safe, and he's pointing that gun at me, and, you know, that's not safe, and I should get out of here, you know, I need to just leave, because... If anybody gets hurt, it's probably going to be me, because I'm not the one holding the gun. I'm the one getting the gun pointed at me. Usually when I discuss that that bit of philosophy, some people think, well, maybe it wouldn't be so bad if my kids did learn a little bit of firearm safety. And I've had people enter my program, enter their kids in, and say, you know, we don't own guns. I don't really like guns much, but I do want my kids to know gun safety. I think that's important. I consider those people to be intelligent. It's a good reason to put your kids into a course. Not everybody gets into a shooting sports program to go to the Olympics. I've had a couple of shooters who could have gone to the Olympics. They chose other paths. I had one that had an invite to an Olympic training camp. So those things occur in uh, competitive shooting classes and... Uh, these programs but the vast majority just want to have a good time they want to enjoy shooting they want to have some success they want to learn and they want to be safe there's a lot of um, people in these institutions who think that even the word gun should never be said in a school Uh, I disagree with that I think personally that gun safety at least the basics of gun safety and safe storage should be taught in every school. It should be mentioned in even in college. I ran into it in the Marine Corps where we're in the barracks and some people had firearms that were stored um, I would say unsafely meaning not necessarily in a locked container but they're um, just uh, stuck in a footlocker or maybe in uh, in a wall locker or under a bed. And that's not the safest places to keep guns, but that's always been my uh, my opinion is unless it's the gun you keep around for, you know, personal protection, it really should be secured because I don't trust anybody. And, you know, I've had things stolen uh, from my vehicles. I've had things stolen from my apartments. I've had things uh, stolen from the yard and... Anytime somebody's wandering around, a thief uh, can steal anything that's not uh, tied down, locked down. So, but gun safety should be taught at every level. 
Um, it's mentioned at every uh, shoot that I attend. It's observed at every shoot. And if it's something that's not taken seriously at a particular uh, event that you attend, you really need to uh, speak up and uh, question that. And it can't be a matter of, oh, well, everybody knows that because I have met a number of people who have gone 20, 30, 40 years into their lives and never touched a firearm and do not know the proper way to handle certain firearms. You know, just um, just becoming 18 and being able to legally purchase a firearm does not automatically instill knowledge of how to safely handle a firearm in a, in a person. So these are things that I think society as a whole needs to take a hard look at. They teach driving. Well, I should say, at least not in California anymore. You now have to pay for the lessons, but... Uh, the vast majority of schools no longer teach driving, but um, they did a long time ago. And it's important. You have to have a license. You have to pass a test. You have to have so much instruction under an adult's uh, supervision, a lot of uh, behind-the-wheel time. And for firearms, it shouldn't really be any different. There's no reason, even if uh, they're not going to have guns at the school, to practice with, to handle, to get familiar with, they should at the very least discuss safety and safe handling. And that's the biggest, uh, that's the biggest issue for accidental shootings. If somebody, you know, in the movies, somebody pulls out a pistol and there's always the three or four people who are scripted to scream horribly and run away and everybody starts running in every direction because somebody pulled out a gun. In reality, that doesn't really occur. I saw somebody pull out a gun in a store one time. I had a gun myself, concealed, and all I did was focus on them and watch them very carefully. And they moved over to another person and it was a police officer who was taking a known criminal into custody just, that, just at that moment. And so the person he was taking into custody was very dangerous, so he felt that he needed to pull out and take that person uh, into custody at gunpoint. Well, nobody was screaming, and I didn't yell, oh my God, he's got a gun, or anything weird like that. Um, I watched what was developing, and uh, everything turned out fine. You know, this isn't, you know, real life is not the movies, and people are not going to learn firearm safety from the movies. Um, it's about the last place you will ever see firearm safety. Um, you know, I, I look at, you know, movies and police shows and other stuff, and I mean, just, you know, one the other day on this police show I was watching that I watch regularly, and I'll be darned if the guy, you know, this plainclothes detective who always seems to lock his gun in his drawer at his desk uh, when he comes into the office at least half a dozen times uh, sweeped his gun past his partner sitting across at the desk that was uh, face to face with his desk and so you know as the partner sitting across I would have a, a discussion with that particular detective about how they uh, holster and unholster their firearm at their desk and number one would be don't point that gun at me 
because that person knows that it's loaded and they know that there's a round in the chamber. You know, that's the way cops carry their guns, vast majority. And so, you know, you just notice those things. Um, however, when it comes to firearm safety, it has to be properly taught and it needs to be learned. So, uh, the old uh, adage of, oh, we'll just treat every gun as if it's loaded. Um, how about if we just all keep a point in a safe direction, keep a finger off the trigger until we're ready to shoot, and keep it unloaded until we're ready to shoot? We don't need drama about destroying things, and we don't need the drama of profanity that uh, some people say they have to apologize for their passion about the safety because they have to throw in a few uh, swear words, little profanity in there, and just have to get all excited and all upset over the subject of safety when in fact the first time you know you're somebody's watching an instructor or listening to an instructor and they start uh, using profanity or getting overly excited and dramatic a lot of people just tune them out you know because a lot of people tune out drama there is way too much drama going on in the world today and they start seeing it and go yeah whatever when you're finished and you've calmed yourself down and you're got yourself under control I'll listen to what you have to say but whatever else you're saying I'm not going to be listening to it until um, till you've gotten yourself under control so I know that uh, some people on YouTube call it, um, oh, the boring ones, because they're not passionate enough to not be able to control their mouths, not to be able to control their language, and not to, uh, li literally not be able to control themselves physically, and they have to kind of jump around and hop around and wave their arms and shout when the bottom line is they're trying to entertain you. And if you're not being entertained by the hopping actor on the screen, obviously there's nothing there to learn and you're boring. Well, okay, I'll settle for boring and informative over exciting and silly or dramatic and profane. That's one thing you will not hear on my, uh, my podcast or in my YouTube videos is profanity and getting excited and jumping up and down and such. It's not a way that I act normally <laughs> and it's not a way that I teach and I think most of the time even in the podcast uh, setting here that I am teaching. Um, there's a certain segment that will gain some knowledge from most of the uh, facts and the points that I bring up. Sometimes it's just an interesting story or a funny story or sometimes a story that really makes a point of like what not to do. There's a lot of those around. Um, however, I do have enough uh, personal control that I don't need to throw in um, profanity to make a point or accentuate any particular point. So, uh, you know, I can say that California can get darn silly with their, uh, with their laws and, and so forth, but um, I don't need to go uh, start cussing every other legislator or every law that comes out. Everybody knows uh, 
where they stand when they're putting the uh, these types of laws on the books. That's it for this episode. Thank you for downloading, listening, and subscribing to the Shooters Podcast. Please visit my website at shooterspodcast.com and read and share my shooting blog.